John Jackson Miller, and you're listening to Star Wars Rebels Cast UK. Good evening, fellow Rebels, and welcome back to the Alliance. We're back. We're finally back after, as Yogi pointed out, almost eight entire months of not being available. We have returned, reunited, regrouped, and ready to take on the Empire again. I am one of your hosts, Ali Kenobi, and with me, as always, Grandmaster Yogi. Greetings. If I say greetings and salutations, would that be offensive? No, no, no. I was expecting it. That was, that's your thing. That's your spiel. <laughs> I know, but it's like uh, Star Wars purists is like, wait a minute. That's not from the Star Wars universe, mister. <laughs> Hold on a second here. I'm just going into my encyclopedia, see? It's not Star Wars, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? It's an Anakin, see? <laughs> so how have... You know, uh, it's funny. It's just funny to me. Like I still hear have friends that are like hardcore, like into the wars. And if it's not console wars, it's well, what Star Trek is better. No, Star Wars is better. It's like blah blah blah. Like, well, I, they're not mutually exclusive. No, 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 no. I, like, I, I've I've more always more been towards Star Wars than Star Trek. But I mean, yeah. you, can, you can like everything. You can like a bit of everything. There's nothing wrong with that. I think what's special about Star Wars is just the fact that it's one of the few, you know, uh, mythos that incorporates sci- science fiction with fantasy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can't really think of anything else that has that kind of magical angle to it. You know, it's usually, if you go sci-fi, that's it. Sci-fi, and that's it. Nothing else. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I'm more sci-fi than fantasy, but, I mean, there, there is fantasy elements. Like, I'm, I'm sure even um, Alec Guinness described it as space wizards <laughs> being in Star Wars. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, uh, I, I think I love Star Wars for the same reason that I love... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Stargate fan, like, especially SG-1. Yeah. And I love how, like, everything is magic in, in Stargate until they figure out the science behind it. Yeah, yep, that's true. Yep. I, I used to watch Stargate, but it was SG-1 that I watched. I liked the movie as well, but I never went off and watched too much of Atlantis or the other ones. Atlantis is worth uh, revisiting. Even <laughs> uh, SGU, as short-lived as it was... Yeah, it, it was going in a really good direction. That was a good show. Yeah, makes me a little sad. I, I I have a bit of a void, you know. Stargate left us, and Firefly, and now there's like a huge void for space operas. But you know, we got Star Wars, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, that, that I suppose that will do. Um, but anyway, uh, tonight are we just going with the lineup? Uh, we we could, or we could catch up. We could do some banter. Yeah, let's do. I some... mean, Peter Peter Capaldi's not here, so the banter's okay. Peter Capaldi isn't here, no. But yeah, um, well, we had uh, <laughs> we we have had this quite a while. We've had season one of Rebels come and gone since we last done the show. Um, season yeah. season two is uh, about a month away. Fourteenth of October it starts. So we, got good, we got good timing. We got good timing then. Yeah, we got some good timing. We had uh, the Force Friday recently. We've had very many novels, and obviously, if you if you want to see what we've spoken about before, we just uh, two episodes ago. If you're going in order, uh, not in chronol- not in the time space of time, but uh, two episodes ago, we had an interview with John Jackson Miller, myself and Yogi. That's actually it was further back, I think, wasn't it? No, it was only two episodes. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I thought we had more episodes since then. Yeah, that was in December, and then we had a January episode, and then uh, we uh, maintained radio silence. Yeah. At least on this show. We had to to keep the Death Star planted. <laughs> it's true. We didn't want them to uh, triangulate our lo- location or whatever they do. No, we did. 
So, <laughs> um, we had we had John Jackson Miller on for a new dawn, and since then we've had about five novels released. Have you checked out any of those yet, Yogi? I've uh, gandered at them. I have uh, perused them. I haven't read them fully, but uh, oh, guys, you know, I, I'll be honest. Like, uh, I'm overwhelmed between all the stuff going. Like, we had a huge video game uh, drought, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing for us because you do 42 level one, and I do yep. all the stuff over. You know, the rest of the stuff with Geeky Antics, and, and I also do some stuff on all games as well, like writing reviews for all games. Yeah. And, oh, gosh, I don't know. I, I know you've, you've been overwhelmed, but then that's just the video game stuff. Now we have all these video games coming out after having a drought, and then fall TV season's coming, and then if it was that wasn't enough, you know, content to consume, I've been getting back into anime, because that's yeah. the ebb and flow of my life. Yeah. And... Anime is a downward spiral. Have, did I, I don't think I've ever asked you. Have you ever got into anime? Um, it's not really my thing. Like when I was younger, I watched Giver, a couple of Givers, and I mean, obviously Pokemon at some point, but mm, no, nothing really like uh, Attack and Titan or the or the things that everyone's loving these days now. Have you ever like Have you ever been curious, or are you just afraid to open up that can of worms? No, it's not. It just doesn't. I I just can't get into it. I've tried anime. I've tried even Akira. It didn't really appeal to me. Like it just. It's not my sort of thing. Probably haven't found the right one. Or is it... Because for some people, I know they get hung up on the medium. It's like, it's a cartoon. How serious can it be? True. But it's a very serious storytelling medium. Um, and I like... What's cool about you know Japanese animation is that they take things from Western culture and other, you know, just global culture mm-hmm. and, and then tell it from, you know, in their style. So you see references to, like, Star Wars and... Uh, things like Harry Potter. It is actually an, an anime or anime, if you prefer. Yeah. That's uh, that's literally just Harry Potter in Japanese animation format. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> uh, so you know, I, I, it's really fun. It's really fun, and I think people don't realize like this is like a serious medium for the Japanese. You know, mm. and that's Japanese either. But you know, that's the origin of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, uh, I mean, even Rebels takes kind of a lot of its cues from Japanese animation. And it's stale. It does actually. Yeah. We were talking about that before. I think now I'm getting a tra- strange sense of deja vu. <laughs> we said how it kind of has that some of the tropes and stylings of, of anime, which I actually love. Yeah. Uh, to me, that makes it be cool. Yeah, it is good. And like, I have watched some, like I said, the Giver series, which actually the movie starred Mark Ham- Hamill for your Star Wars tie in. Uh, the live action movie of Giver had Mark Hamill in it. But uh, I had the, the video of that. Um, I had Akira when I was younger. There's a few other things uh, that I've tried. Uh, I'm not too much into the anime still. Well, it's obviously manga, the graphic novels of like um, yeah. Gundam and things like that. But no, anime is nothing I've really tried. Like I, I'm not big into it. Fraser, uh, who used to be in 42 Level 1 also, he's he's big into his anime things. And Andy's watching the Full Metal Alchemist at the moment. But for myself, it's... Ooh, that's a good one. I stay away from anime not because i'm scared just because it doesn't I, ca- I can't concentrate i don't know what it is i think it's just you you, pro- you probably just deep down inside you're like if i just get into it i won't be able to fully commit <laughs> you have a full plate yeah. there's so much content to, to consume yeah and anime is like its own massive thing mm. on its own so yeah i, I understand it's, it's overwhelming i mean i barely watch t- you know any tv and then when i do it's like oh my god i hate myself and then i start binge watching <laughs> well so, i mean netflix has got its own anime set it's, it's a trap but netflix <laughs> has, has its own anime section now so 
there's plenty there available. Yeah, yeah, that's dangerous. They did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's also like things like Akira. While I love Akira, that's not something I would use as an entry point. It's really hard. Like that's more for like the hardcore. Mm. There's ones out there that I think are are good entry points, and it depends what you like. If you want something lighthearted, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Beezlebub is hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, that's more of a gag anime. It's more of a parody anime that makes fun of other anime. If you want something with a combination of action and you know, you know, romance and some feels, you want to get some feels. Uh, I reckon, I really recommend uh, Air Gear. That's an awesome series, and there's not a lot to get into either. But anyway, yeah. I'm derailing us. This is this is us catching up, folks. We haven't <laughs> had a chance to talk for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we used the opportunity here, just like we could have. But um, yes, uh, we'll get into what people are here for the Star Wars talk, and we're going to start off with the Star Wars Battlefront game that's upcoming in November. Now I've got this ready to. Oops. I wondered why the Star Wars music filled my ears there, but a YouTube video opened up there as I was talking to you uh, that just happened to be a link to Star Wars, and I thought you were playing a sound clip there, and I was like, okay. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't troll you that this early in the show. Yeah, so um, Battlefront is the new game from EA who are taking uh, control for most of, or if not all, the new canon games, because this is apparently one of the canon games that they're bringing out because as we know what happened with the old legends in the eu but we're not going to get into that in this show um battlefront is coming out in november and i have it ready and lined up to download it well hopefully before midnight to play on that day um so you you pre-ordered it already uh, yeah on the playstation network store because it's the fastest way to get it Oh wait, was that a slight at the Xbox One, sir? No, 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 because I have an Xbox One now, so of course I was playing it on EA Access a week before. However, most of my friends obviously have the uh, PlayStation Four, so that'll be my main console for it. However, I'll probably get a few games in with Yogi on the the old Xbox One um, before it comes out. But yes, this is arriving, and we're also getting some Force Awakens free DLC in December if you pre-order, which is awesome, and. Like, as much as EA annoys me, like, you can't help but be excited with Star Wars games. Uh, yeah. And, and the the main point for tonight, for this section, the open beta, Yogi. Yes, which uh, apparently all our uh, sources are kind of tight-lipped about. Mm-hmm. Well, we thought they were tight-lipped, they just don't know anything. They're just as <laughs> clueless as we are. <laughs> the mean... only thing confirmed, mm-hmm. right? What's the, the only thing confirmed is that... Uh, that you don't need to sign up for it. It's an open beta, like in the in the truest sense. Everybody could jump into it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no there's no stipulation, right? No no, no catch. No nope. no nope. nope. You don't have to okay. pre-order or anything. It's a case of it's for everybody. I think they're doing it to more stress test for day one, which is a good idea, rather than having closed. Thank beaters. God. Yeah. Because I I'm tired of all these big studio releases that undervalue multiplayer or underestimate how many people just want to play multiplayer yeah and then they release a game and then first day first week so the first month the, the servers can't handle the capacity as if they didn't expect that oh that drives me batty <laughs> i don't really care about single player stuff that much anymore I, I for me multi uh, video games are a way to catch up with friends mm-hmm. take a break from work yeah and i and i want to play the multiplayer stuff true that's it mm-hmm 
Yeah, and this one's it's multiplayer focused, but there are some offline and co-op missions that have get story elements to them, so they'll be interesting to try. But I'd rather do co-op. Co-op. Good. Yeah, yeah. Co-op. Yeah, co-op is great. I'll, I'll I'll enjoy that with my kids for sure. As far as I'm aware, the level that they're letting people play is going to be the Hoth battle uh, level, and Darth Vader's going to be an unlockable hero for well, if you're fighting with Imperials in that game. So that'll be quite interesting to see how they work it. I like the idea that they've not made it, which I was worried at first that it was going to be first person, um, first person perspective only. Uh, they're doing it third person, like the old games. If you've ever played Battlefront on PlayStation Two or PSP, was the last one I played Elite Squadron, I think. Um, then you'll know what to expect. You pick a side and you try and conquer the universe or save the universe, depending. But I, I'm going to go Stormtrooper. I have to. You could go... Uh, you, could also, uh, you said Darth Vader, but they also have Luke Skywalker available mm. in Open Vader. Oh, I didn't know about that news. Yeah. See, see I've got a guy from EA that uh, is sometimes nice. He recently sent me Madden 16 for the Xbox. And th- th- there's a there's to de- detour a wee bit more. Uh, on the Xbox, I got Madden, and I got it for the PlayStation uh, sent from EA, and I prefer the Xbox version. Hey, cool. Yes. Yeah, oh, so... wait, you got Madden? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm going to have to get it too. It's like from my buddy. Because <laughs> I feel like if we don't have games to play together, we'll never really t- get a chance to talk to each other. Yes. I just hear you. I'm 42 level one. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, Ali, my friend. I wonder what he's up to these days. I guess I'll just listen to the show. <laughs> Our schedules just do not line up. It's not yeah. even the, the five-hour difference. It's just craziness going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, we'll, we'll catch up at some point. But anyway, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Open Beta, I don't know if there's been a date announced yet, but I would imagine it would be either this month or early next month, considering the game's out, is it November 19th? Uh, 17th, for so, us at least. Yeah, I think over Wait, here it's more, the 19th. Worldwide, right? Yeah, or is it? Yeah, could be. I'm sure it's the 19th here. Is it? Oh, November. you got to wait two days. Yeah. Yeah, it's you have to uh, tune out all social media so you don't get any, you don't have it spoiled for you. Yeah, or well, I'll be playing it for a week before on EA Access on the Xbox. Oh, Xbox. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that EA Access what five bucks a month, ten bucks a month. Yeah, it's really good value. It's really... ten or five. Yeah, it's uh, over here. It's three ninety nine a month, which is unreal because you get access to like ten full games plus all the trials. Jesus. And and uh, and the one thing that I like about it is that it doesn't treat it like a demo. Like when I got Madden as the trial off the EA Access, it let me keep all my save files for the main game, my progress, and it unlocked achievements before I even owned the full game. Yeah, I noticed like the when they opened up the vault uh, a couple months back during mm-hmm. E3, I had to take advantage of it. And it had all my save games, but it did glitch out once. I don't know if I just derped. Mm. I mean, I don't know if. Because I think I tried to open the game from my main dashboard instead of from within EA the EA Access Vault. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but it didn't. It lost my save file somehow for Battlefield Four. But I think I'm about to get into that because, as much as we you know have pro- issues with EA with, with with just cause. Yeah. They do have so many good games. Uh, they do. They do. I have to do it. Five bucks a month, even me being a cheap bastard, I, I can't really see like that. Yeah, I think it's twenty for the whole year or three ninety nine for the month. That's what it is here. And I know a few of my friends are going to get the month just to get uh, the weeks early Battlefront. <laughs> Wait, you could do a yearly for like a fraction of the cost as well. Well, it's like nineteen ninety nine over here for a year for a whole year sub. 
So that's probably like 25, 30 bucks for us or something. I think yep. we're still behind the, the pounds. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. dollar, that is. Yeah. So, hmm. Well, I got some more information, uh, a, a quote that's a little less vague. This is uh, from one of the folks behind the game. Uh, who is it? Who's the quote from? I don't know. Someone that's involved with the game, let's just say. <laughs> sure. Yeah, very professional here. Yeah. Coming early October to PlayStation. So they said early October. So that's a little more specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and, or- and an Origin service for PC. Star Wars Battlefront beta is a technical test and will feature the Walker Assault on Hoth, a 40-player multiplayer battle featuring Rebels and the Empire. That's, that's insane. That's insane. That's, 20, that's, that's like 20 a side. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know if this is true, but I heard it's PvP and PvE, kind of like they're doing with Halo 5. Right. So there's going to be like stuff happening with NPCs as well. Oh, a bit like what they've done with Titanfall. Yeah, Ooh. which I like. I like Titanfall. Mm. It was okay. So, it was okay. I just <laughs> <laughs> I had it for a very short time, and you went out and got it again, and I was like, mm, I traded it, man. But I can re I can re get it on EA Access, I suppose. Yeah, let's play. It's on EA Access. You just yeah. gotta devote the hard drive space. It's it's a fun game. I think it's a good. It's a, at the very least, it's a palate cleanser. I won't get into debate about it. Yeah. But I understand why people didn't like it as much but you know what you got to give them props because they made all the dlc available for, for everyone yeah that is, i suppose that is quite good uh it was basically like a free season pass for everybody yeah and there's a lot of content there and a lot of ways to play the game the one thing that really annoyed me about that game is i was looking forward to it so much i read a story and i didn't remi- i forgot what month it was and it said there was Optimus Prime skins coming for your Titans. And then I, I looked back into it when I was getting my Xbox One and it said uh, that was an April Fool's. I was like, oh, why? Uh... <laughs> why do things like that? The developer did put that out? Mm, no, it was. Yeah, actually, it was. It was like um, it was on Titanfall's website saying that they were bringing out Optimus Prime skins. So, Ooh, that was a bold move like rockstar games might be able to get away with something like that but <laughs> yeah yikes oh we've got tiger well, claw uh, here hi tiger claw <laughs> he said which version are we getting i'm getting i'm gonna have to get xbox one that's so i can play with all my homies yeah. all the all the talk about it you know i mean i could get on the pc and get the prettiest version but yeah you know as much as i'm pc master race the convenience of console is, has won me back over <laughs> yeah i'll be getting it on ps4 but for the first week i'll probably play an xbox one and uh since tiger Claw is here i just remembered yogi andy's promised us that uh when battlefront comes out he'll be joining us for a whole episode of rebels to do a battlefront special oh god now i have to get the game okay so which 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 version did you uh pre-order ps4 but is it like an edition you got, or just a regular edition? Yeah, there's only two. There's no, like the reason I got it digital was because they're not bringing out an edition with like a statue or anything. There's just two editions, and the deluxe edition is like more money, and all you get is in-game items. And it's like if I can earn uh, earn them in in-game anyway, I'm not gonna. I'm not paying the money. Yeah, they're not exclusive. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um. See, I, I'd rather still get physical though, because I don't have, I don't like installing the entire game on my hard drive, and I like having a disc and smelling the, you know, the new game yeah. smell. I don't yeah. know. I guess See, I'm weird. I used to like them. It's like uh, when the instruction booklet was in them. That's why we called the first part of Forty Two instruction booklet because you used to always but read now, the instructions, you know. And yep. <laughs> now they don't do it. Now, now they don't have, no. they don't have any inserts in there. Once in a while, though. See, 
people don't know this, they still sometimes like sneak in stuff in there. Like my brother uh, got Elder Scrolls online. He's not a gamer at all. All of a sudden, he's become a gamer, and yeah. he got Elder Scrolls online. And somehow he got a pre-order version because he bought physical, and it came with uh, some codes in there. Yeah. So he's got like uh, $30, $40 worth of content for free. And, um, and so they, that's something that was what happened with, with physical. And, and also physical, you tend to get better deals. And so there's still benefits to it. But I understand, you know, digital is just convenient because just install it, uninstall it, and it's always there in your library. You don't have to worry about losing the disc or scratching it or breaking it, your dog eating it. Yeah. I get it. And and a lot of the time for me, I get bored with a game, trade it, and then somebody else buys it again and, like, I'll end up having to rebuy the game. Whereas if I buy it digital, I can remove it from the library and get it anytime I want. Yeah. And it's really, it's really nice being able to just... Change, switch games without having to block a disc <laughs> yeah it's so, more it's more the lazy convenience than actually the, yeah. anything else but i mean it, the other thing is it's uh, if you buy a game after it's out obviously go physical because you might get it cheaper like digital if you get it you you're going to get it before anyone else because it unlocks at midnight it pre-installs so even if you yeah. go out at midnight and you manage to get home in five minutes you're still going to have to install that game whereas I can sit at home and it can be raining outside on a lunch night. Um, for example, Batman Arkham Knight. And on the Xbox, it installs the whole thing like ages before, like for Gears of War, it done that. But on the um, on the PlayStation 4, you get an actual countdown. And watching that countdown go 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, myself and Andy were messaging each other. Too excited just because of a countdown occurring on the screen. That's like the water cooler effect, or as some people call it, the zeitgeist. You want to be part of the zeitgeist. It's like I'm the first kid on the block to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's more Star Wars. Just the impatience with Star Wars. But we'll move off games and we'll get into Rebels because that's the main. That's why everybody. Well, we got one more. One more bit though. Oh, excellent. It says the Walker Assault will also give you the chance to play as two of the most iconic characters in Star Wars, as we mentioned earlier: Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and Boba Fett. The beta will also feature, they said, our survival mission on Tatooine, where you and a rebel friend Mm -hmm. must fight back waves of Imperial imperial forces. That sounds pretty cool. It sounds almost like Horde mode from Gears of War. Yep, and there's a third mode called Drop Zone that will be available as well. Um, and they didn't really mention details on that. So there's a lot of, oh gosh, you guys are killing me. There's so many games coming out, I'm going to have to reorder this. <sighs> it's funny because I've been torn. I know we're going to move on to Rebels, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've been torn because there's so many good games coming out right now for the holiday season. Yeah, I don't know why don't why don't any developers come out with summer blockbusters? Seriously, I don't, I don't know. It would make it would make complete sense. Like for example, this week, uh, Until Dawn. Well, the past few weeks and Metal Gear Solid Five. Until Dawn could have come out in July and cleaned up. Exactly, because there was nothing huge nope. at that time. Nope. You know, unless you count indie games. I mean, I love indie games, but yeah. they're not. They're, they're not, not huge block- releases. They're not blockbusters. They're not going to be charting in the the stores when you go in. But it's crazy that every developer just seems maybe they just enjoy their summer holidays. <laughs> I I guess so. Yeah. I, I, it's weird. But uh, one last bit of gaming stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We're talking about the new Turtle Beach headsets, uh, the Star Wars Battlefront Sand Trooper headsets. Yeah, these are some nice headsets. Now, I've I've got um, a really good headset, but these ones look quite impressive, and Turtle Beach are probably one of the best, if not the best, headset you can buy. What are you thinking, Yogi? Have you got these in your Amazon basket already? Well, these remind me a lot of the past uh, Turtle Beach headsets I've had, and, and I could tell they're going to be very comfortable. They got the little foam cup. Yeah. 
but I hope that they. I have a a, a, a a bit of a gripe. Sound quality on Turtle Beach, fantastic. But mm-hmm. I feel like the durability, like their build quality, has gone down a bit in the past few years. Yeah. Because I've gone for Turtle Beaches. It doesn't matter what, whether I get a $60 pair or a $300 pair. It's like they're made out of like a uh, Tiki Tack or something. I don't know, gingerbread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, they have had Star Wars ones before. I've seen the Darth Vader ones and uh, Stormtrooper ones, but. Um... These new newer ones for the Force Awakens, uh, the Rebel Alliance ones are the ones that I'm looking at that are really nice. You can get yeah, the, it. It's the, tempting. The Imperial ones with the Battlefront, they're nice too, but I'm not sure. Oh, I have a feeling I'm gonna be spending a lot more money than I should be <laughs> in the next month or two. The Tire Claw, I wanted to tell everybody to know that if you pre-order the game, you get the Battle Jakku uh, DLC first. Yeah. Is it Jakku or Jakku? Well, I, I, I'm not sure. I always end up pronouncing things wrong. And, well, Rebels did as well. Like, you remember Canon and then Kanan. It's now Kanan. So I'm not sure. We'll need to just wait and see what happens when it comes to Jakku. I'm going with Jakku just now. Jakku sounds more official to me. It has a little sci-fi twang to it. We'll go with that. Yeah, we'll Jakku. go with Jakku. So... Anymore. We've got a bit more video games coming up later because I'm going to talk some Disney Infinity later on for people that like the video game chat. But um, we have to get into it. Yeah, we'll table. It. <laughs> yeah, we'll table the, the video games for now because if not, uh, we'll go off on a tangent. <laughs> yes. So as you may know, um, we have been uh, covering Star Wars Rebels up until I think it was Episode Nine, and recently, obviously, we have arrived back to do some more Star Wars for you. And uh, Idiot's Array was the most recent one after Path of the Jedi. However, if you want to catch up on our thoughts, uh, full thoughts on these episodes, I'm going to be covering them on the site. Where last week I posted uh, my review on Idiot's Array, which was our first look at Lando, uh, voiced by um, uh, Billy D. Williams, obviously. And uh, we're going to be doing the last three or four episodes. So if you want to check that out, it's on rebelscast.co.uk or starwarsrebelscast.tk, and that's all our reviews there. Um, I've also done a couple of unboxings for the Star Wars Disney Infinity Special Edition, and uh, that is on our uh, 42 Level 1. If you Google 42 Level 1 on Twitter, you can see my unboxing of those, and let me know what you think on our Twitter at Rebelscast UK. But yes, we've had the finale of Rebel Season 1. And Yogi was most excited about it. He thought it was one of the best episodes. And I, I tend to agree. Yeah, yeah. I I just watched it today, to be honest. Uh, yeah. It's just fresh in my mind. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, there was a lot going on. It was like a three-parter, which started with Call to Action. And uh, the Rebels decided they were going to send out a message to urge people to fight against the Empire. And... Tarkin, as we all know from the recent book and Darth Vader's laptop. Oh, was he was the one holding Vader's leash? That's what he was. He is uh, one of the more evil ones. We've seen him in the Clone Wars before he was on the the other side, before we had the Rebellion. And the Inquisitor and Agent Callus are sent out to get Kanan back. Uh, and the, the they are successful in their mission. This was kind of more of a setup episode. Call to action was I'm helping Yogi out here because he's only just rewatched <laughs> rewatched the final. So basically, it was a setup episode after we found out about um, Ezra's parents being dead and gone, which may or may not be true. 
because I've got another theory I'm going to throw in once I've finished Call to Action Summary Yogi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, because I watched uh, some of the stuff in between, but it's not fresh in my mind, so it's like all a blur. I have to watch from episode 9 through yeah. 13 again. Yeah. 9 was the first one with Lando. That's where we basically stopped the, the show, so um, we're back now, though, finally. But um, yeah, basically they send out their uh, message, and Tarkin uh, wants the tower destroyed, but the message does get out. Uh, it ends the broadcast though when it's destroyed, so they don't know if it got out to anyone at all. Um, Kanan ends up dis- uh, invading the Imperial Tower to do it, and he stays back basically. He gets captured to save everybody else because uh, Tarkin gives him the option to save his friends basically, um, or basically has to sacrifice himself. And Kanan, being the hero of the show, sacrifices himself. And we finally get the mystery of Fulcrum in these episodes uh the cur- mm. the curtain is pulled up put pull pulled down from what we had uh what do you think of the reveal before we go into it pretty darn awesome <laughs> but you don't get a full you don't get a full i feel like you don't get a the full impact of that reveal until Season two opens up. Am I wrong on saying that? Well, we do get the reveal, but yeah, you don't see too much of her until um, the first episode, Siege of Lothal, of season two, um, which we're going to get into after this. But yes, we find out it is Ahsoka Tano from the Clone Wars. We kind of suspected that was one of my predictions because yeah. we'd, see, we'd seen Ahsoka's logo in some of the crates and things. She's, and she's quite a she's quite a looker. Hey. <laughs> yeah. She's she's a lot older now um, than she was, so she's fully grown. And it turns out that she's one of the founding members of the Rebellion, which I'm okay with, considering I'm a huge Force Unleashed fan, and I like the story in that. But Ahsoka doing it kind of makes sense, um, because obviously she was uh, trained by uh, Anakin, who obviously became Darth Vader. And yeah. She, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute, but there's a there's a moment where Ahsoka and Vader, when they become aware of each other, that is really cool. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like the, yeah. the reveal doesn't have the full impact until that moment. To me, then it's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And then did. I started getting flashbacks. I'm like, I, I'm like, I really want to rewatch Clone Wars now. Yeah. And now I feel like playing the uh, Force Unleashed games. And, <laughs> ah, damn it. Too much. So basically, um, the the Ghost Crew go after Kanan. And uh, Tarkin's going to transfer Caden to Mustafar, um, where no Jedi returns, as you know. Uh, and then, basically, the last episode we had was one of the I mean, one of the best episodes in this. I don't think we've really had a weak episode for this entire season, Yogi. Yeah, I can't think of a, of any stinker. It never felt like uh, there was any filler. No. I mean, then again, I, I think that's why they probably paced it out the way they did is because, you know, they took the break and it's like, oh, man, why why are they doing this? But that's why for the quality control. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like I, I like I have enjoyed every single one of the episodes. Yeah. So I think they... the only silly episode they had was the one where they went on that mission to get a, a, a fruit that's, or something that supposedly didn't exist on the planet. Remember that one? Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that. It was like a wild, it was a wild goose chase. I know you... I that was that episode was, two. Yeah. That was fight or flight. Yeah, that was kind of a... But that was a more get to know the characters and some wacky Disney adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was pretty zany. It was, I, I was just waiting for Jar Jar Binks to show up. I'll tell you something though. For this season, like compared to season one of, uh, oh, I hope not. But I hope, uh, I, I hope he doesn't show up in anything ever again. But in Clone Wars season one, there was a lot more standalone filler episodes than uh, any other season of Clone Wars. So uh, in comparison, it's been a strong season. Um, Vader finally uh, comes full force into. Um, the Rebels universe because Tarkin tells Agent Callus there's been another agent selected by Emperor Palpatine to destroy the Rebels and that agent is known as Darth Vader. Um, we get a fight with... Well, they don't even call him an agent. They say <laughs> there's another weapon that's been yeah, deployed. Th- that... Like, completely making him impersonal. <laughs> yeah, he's not even a man anymore. But, um, yeah, basically the final episode there is one of the best lightsaber battles I've seen in any Star Wars. And that was... It was kind of reminiscent of the... Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in episode one, and that was the Inquisitor versus Kanan and Ezra. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Kanan kind of gets pushed aside like Obi-Wan. No, Ezra gets pushed aside. Uh, Kanan picks up the two lightsabers, and from what we gather, it's the death of this Inquisitor um, because he falls down, but... In my mind, like, he was too strong a character, and I know we might get another Inquisitor and we probably will get more, but the fact that he looked so iconic and he was tied into a lot of merchandise, I would kind of hope that he's not fully dead, and as we know with Darth yeah. Maul, no one's truly dead. Yeah. No one's truly dead. But, I call uh, that the supernatural effect. If you watch Supernatural, uh, no one really dies on that show, apparently. What's that, on season 50 now, or...? <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty close. I think season twenty three or something. It's up, it's up there. It's but, <laughs> but you know, actually, the, the the great part about this fight was that uh, Kenan was kind of holding back. You could tell he was holding back because you know one of the consistent themes they've had throughout the show is that he's weighed down by the way the Clone Wars went down and all the Jedi's died, and he doesn't want to lose any people anymore. So that's why they've they've become like this ragtag group of kind of glorified bandits. Yep. You know, because he doesn't—he wants to lay low, and he doesn't want to get into that position again. Where he has to choose between his life or someone else's. You know, he doesn't want to lose any more friends, right? Yeah. That's... So when he when he sees Ezra get slammed, really, it was—he was, he was just get pushed aside. He got slammed really yeah, hard. Ke- I Kenan, like, actually, I forgot. Kenan, I, I didn't watch this in preparation. I'm going by memory, but Kenan thought he was dead and turned yeah. it up, turns it up a gear. Yep. He's like, he's like. Uh, he, 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 what was the words he, he used? He told Inquisitor, uh, you're going to regret uh, doing that. And he said, why? Because uh, now you uh, don't have anyone to die for you. Yeah. He said, no, because now I have nothing to fear. And then he just went, just yeah. like Goku, Super Saiyan on him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll bring it back to the anime for you. Anime. And... <laughs> we'll bring you to the anime yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... I'll never join you. Um, <laughs> he recover- <laughs> it's the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, when Kanan gets back up, it's one of the best lightsaber fights, like be it live action or not. I would love to see see live action Kanan, but the way I see this series going, I can't see Kanan surviving to the end. I think his story will end. I could see Ezra showing up for some reason. I could see him showing up in the movies, and I've got here. This is where I'll tie my theory in, Yogi. Right? If you remember back to the the episode Empire Day. Mm-hmm. Um, that, sorry, that was where um, Ezra told them all it was his birthday. That was the day he was born, right? Yeah. 
which is the day yeah. the day the uh, Galactic Empire got created by Palpatine, right? Who right. else? Who else do we know in the Star Wars universe get born on that day? An Empire Day. Yeah. Was it, it was, was it a Luke? Yeah, Luke and Leia are born the exact same day and the exact yeah. same year as Ezra. And from the way Disney are playing it, I don't think they're doing that like just by uh, chance. I don't think that. I think there's more to that. There's going to be more to that. You know, and I think another reason, a simple reason that, you know, we may not see uh, Kenan survive, but uh, Ezra surviving is because there's a lot of hesitation in Kenan. You know, I, I think he has too many inner demons to sort out. And if he doesn't, like, get his game face on right now, yeah, you know, they're going to exploit that. That's what the that's what the Empire does. And, I mean, Darth Vader fights freaking dirty yeah does he um so if you've been reading um kane in the last padawan listeners you'll know that obviously it's telling us a bit about his backstory which is telling you what yogi's been pointing out that kanan's apprehensive for a reason he escaped the jedi temple when uh, order 66 happened and anakin slaughtered all the rest of the padawan learners um and his yeah. his jedi master died to save him and he chose a life of basically what han solo he's basically a han solo style jedi that's how i see him because he got into a life of smuggling working in cd bars in the book a new dawn by john jackson miller he um he was a bouncer in a nightclub you know and he just lived completely opposite to what the Jedi would to try and forget about the atrocities that happened. So I do reckon that if uh, Kanan, like you said, doesn't step up, but I don't reckon that will be to the final season. Uh, the other thing that I've had thoughts about is Ezra. Uh, he's showed signs of it, and as did Anakin at that age as well, the dark side in Ezra. I've got a feeling he could turn at some point. You know... I think that's what they're leading us to believe, yep. but I wouldn't be surprised if Kanan would be the one that turns to the dark side. Now, yeah. I know that sounds crazy. Okay, I'll hear you. But just think about what the Inquisitor's last words were. I think the Inquisitor almost sacrificed himself to have Kanan submit to the anger inside of him. Yeah, that's a good point. He said there are things far worse than death. Exactly. <sighs> And dropped himself off that ledge. Yeah. Oh. Like, Kanan sp- spared him, but he still killed himself. The dude still killed himself. So it's like, you know, I want you to, like, have this haunt you, you know. I, they're playing some mind games, man. There's yeah. a greater there's a greater end game in here. Yeah, you could be writing that one if it's a whole turnaround. My other, my last final, we, we don't want to fill the show with theories. It's not the X-Files we're covering. Um, <laughs> Sabine, okay? Not much is known about her past. What if she's actually a plant for the Empire? Dude, I would so I would be so angry. <laughs> oh. Because I love her so much. Yep. And she's so playful. Like, if her playfulness and almost like her innocence and she's a bit, she's actually not as graceful as we thought she was at first. Cause oh, she no. does, she's done some silly things. Yeah. Um, if that's all an act. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> then I guess she has a woman. So. Yep. It's probably got to expect that. <laughs> and there's got to be a story behind her Mandalorian armor. She didn't just find that. Yes. You know, I mean, maybe she was a bounty hunter in training or something. Who knows? Well, like young Boba Fett, or maybe as the rumors are saying, she's actually Boba Fett's child. Yeah, dude. 
Oh, man. It, I like how it just comes full circle. We were t- this is like reminiscent of our initial conversations. Yep. When we were just getting to know the characters. Yep. And speaking of which, since uh, Ross is not here, yep. Chopper, yes. Yep. Chopper was awesome. At the end of this episode, Chopper saves the day by phoning in the cavalry, shall we say. Oh, and Zeb was quick to write him off. It's like, did that tin can abandon us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he, he contacts. Uh, is it ba- is it Princess Leia's dad? It's Bail Organa, yeah, that she contacted, and uh, Fulcrum yeah. and the rest of them show up with the rebe- rebel fleet, and uh, they they help them escape finally in the last minutes as the space battle is going on, and. Again, like it's one of the better things. Like they're doing it so well in this show, even better than Clone Wars, I would say, um, because they're taking the best of Clone Wars and tying it in to finish it off, and they're also uh, taking the original trilogy and linking them in a way better than any other mediums done. Um, the space battle in this, the lightsaber uh, fight with Kanan and Ezra and the Inquisitor, it was. It's this. Was, you're right, Yogi. This was one of the best episodes. This was the episode we were looking for. You know what? I think what would be a great service to our community is mm-hmm. if you could put together the definitive guide to Clone Wars, mm-hmm. like with like an episode guide that just focuses on the episodes with the real meat of the story. Yeah, and that... then maybe you mm-hmm. know we could go back and re-listen to those episodes, rewatch those episodes rather, yep. and then like uh, you know in, in the off season talk about Clone Wars. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that's what we should do. Yes. Anyway, uh, enough of Clone Wars. We need to get back to Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels Season 1 in a nutshell. What did you think, Yogi, overall? Fantastic. Yeah. For, except for like maybe the the three or the, f- the four episodes I probably breezed through. Yeah. Because um, I, I can't really speak to them completely. But I, I, like you said, there wasn't a single throwaway episode. It was just everything felt very deliberate. Everything was setting up something else. And... It just ties together so well. You almost forget at times that it is a cartoon. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, like with, even when you know um, they didn't show the um, the rebel uh, starfighters that much. No, the pilots. No, no but, but when they do show their faces, yeah. did you notice they look more human? Yeah, like it's I, actually, actually watching a live action movie. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I, I think the reason why they didn't show them so much was because of obviously season two is going to have this whole different feel. Um, to it, uh, things are coming more forefront, and instead of working on the fringe, you can we'll we'll branch this into our season two premiere talk. Season two premiere obviously was was it June, July? You guys got it. We got it over here. I think it was June. Uh, yeah, I think it was June. Uh, yeah, because it took a it had commercials for something coming up in July that I was mentioning earlier, and I think, well, that's a long hiatus. Yeah, <laughs> no, this was uh, Siege of Lothal. And it had a completely different feel because season one, it was just basically, it almost felt like what you imagine Han and Chewie were doing before um, they met up with uh, Obi-Wan and Luke in the cantina. Um, It's kind of a fringe group and okay, Hera is getting information from the likes of Fulcrum and the Rebellion, but... You don't really see the rebellion as you did in like a New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and well as Jedi as well. You you just seen the Ghost Crew, and I think that was good that they took these episodes just to um, show you the characters and get to know them before it introduced all these other ones like Ahsoka. We'll probably end up seeing Admiral Akbar at some point, um, maybe Mon Mothma. Who who knows? Uh, Bail Organ is obviously a big part of it too. But uh, season two premiere started uh, us off with. Um, 
the rebels basically more or less joining up they were on a one of the big rebel cruisers and uh, they were planning an attack uh on they were planning a hit in one of the imperial strongholds now i mean give me a second to remind myself of this yogi but you did you watch this today yes so you can maybe i'm letting you run with it before i jump in because i'm getting excited So, uh, the Siege of Lethal, the big thing for me was Darth Vader was advertised. He was like, if you've seen the post of this, Darth Vader's standing in, in Ahsoka's below him and you've got the Rebel crew. I thought, yeah, it's going to be like the season one of Rebels. We're not going to see much of Vader. I was wrong. Vader is the main villain for the whole episode. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I was surprised. I'm like, wow, so soon. Damn. Yeah. And they had James Earl Jones voice in him again, which is awesome. Um, and it just it was just amazing to see it. It felt like a proper movie, like more so than even the Clone Wars animated movie that came out before the the season the series started of that. Um, they get a call for help. That's what it was, and uh, basically she's going to give away Imperial secrets. Um, yeah, for, it was, uh, defector. It yeah, was one of the uh, ministers, right? Yeah, that's right, Makita or whatever her name was. Um, where basically Lethal's under siege and. Yeah, Vader. I'll let you. Now, I want you to clear something up for me because before we get into the full scope of what happened. Yeah. Was she privy to how she was a pawn in this plan? Was she was she going along with the plan, or was she truly no. defecting? Uh, it's hard to tell, or am I just going crazy? I don't know because her sister worked for the Empire, as far as I remember. No. Yes. She, even... No, she was an Imperial herself, but oh, I yeah. feel like with with a lot of the Imperials, um, I feel like when you the more we see of the Empire, there's mm-hmm. a lot of folks that are, you can tell are just along for the ride. They're not truly evil, so you yeah. can't truly hate the Empire. Yeah, because a lot of people are just like, well, there's unity, and I guess that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think a lot of these folks realize how evil the people behind the scenes really are. Yeah, and I mean, like, uh, the prequel trilogy sets that up to tell us, but you are right, like, in the, uh, when, when all we had was the original trilogy, you just seen all the Empire was bad, every Stormtrooper's bad, but more and more recently, right. with the likes of John Baega's Stormtrooper character, uh, Finn, uh, he's a Stormtrooper, whether he's undercover, we don't know yet, but the likes of the book I'm reading just now, uh, Aftermath, which we're going to talk a bit about later, um, there's a, there's uh, one of the characters, Singer, has switched sides during the Battle of Endor. So it, it shows a lot more that they are just normal people. It's not Wait, wait, who this, switches sides? This guy called Singer. I can't remember his real name, but he's he's basically, he was a Stormtrooper on the Battle of Endor. And he killed a rebel and took his outfit and decided to switch sides. Really? Yeah. That's a pretty twist. Yeah, it's, it's quite good. And there's also a bounty hunter in it that used to work for the Imperials and switch sides. And she works for the, the Rebellion now. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot more. They're giving them more depth than these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. Because when I was younger, Stormtroopers were the bad guys. But now I know yep. they're individuals. Like, they're not just yep. uh, the people, like you said, pulling the strings. They're the real villains of the whole show. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people just don't want to be on the losing side. They just, yeah. It's self-preservation, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it, or, or, or blind loyalty to a king you know, is one of those things going on. Now, you know, uh, just a quick tidbit. Mm-hmm. Bail or- Organa, to me, looks like Jimmy Smith. <laughs> but it's voiced by Phil Lamar. So that's a little... Dis- uh, that, that, that's uh, 
weird to me. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Fowler is a good voice actor, though. He was, was he, he he's a... in Gears of War, yeah. Yeah, I think Gears of War and, uh, and some other stuff. And the name's very it's like one of those names. It's like a household name, but I can't think off the top of my head what he what he's been in. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Is he not Fry from Futurama? Is he? You might be right. Now we have to look it up. Phil Lamar. They were both looking it up right now. <laughs> no, it's Billy West. It's Billy West. My mistake. Phil Lamar's been in stuff though. He's got a he's got a resume. I think his resume is up there, like rivaling people like uh, Dave Fenoy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you 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 could recognize Phil Lamar's face anywhere, though. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but back to Siege of Lothal, like we were talking. Um, we have uh, the this, this story again is one of the episodes where it focuses mostly on Kanan and Ezra. Like they are the two heroes of the piece. Um, and as as the as the story goes along, I didn't think it was going to happen. Um. Until they try and escape the Imperial headquarters and Darth Vader appears. And uh, Kanan feels the anger and the hatred and they have a massive fight in this sort of hangar the, where the, the ships all are. And you actually see how... Sh- you'd, you've not really seen Darth Vader in the films or anything else strong. You've seen him beat Obi-Wan Kenobi and yeah, sure, you've seen Anakin in Revenge of Revenge of the Sith and before, but as Darth Vader, you've not really seen too much apart from slow walking, menacing looking. When he fights Kanan and Ezra, and he's taken them both on, but basically, he could have had one hand cut off again, you know. It just shows you how <laughs> strong Vader actually is. I don't know if you thought that, but. Yeah, no, he was fighting one hand. Like, yeah. he, he wasn't even trying to, like, block their attacks. He was just kind of dodging them casually. Like, yeah. It was like, he was just. Totally trying to leverage the fact that, like, yeah, we're leagues, uh, be you know, apart in, as far as skills go. Yeah. I mean, he even tells Ezra, uh, your master failed you by telling you you could ever become a Jedi. Like, damn. Yeah. yeah. Smack down his dreams, why don't you? Yeah. And he gives his, he cuts Ezra, he puts him, uh, uh, he throws him to the wall and it's just it's insane like i think is it the end that kanan pops up and uh, force blasts darth vader back uh or he pulls something on his head and that's the only way they can escape yeah so the uh sabine and zeb uh are throwing some of the uh timed charges on yeah. uh, the support beams of the the walkers yeah and uh and then it, it comes crashing down on vader and then um Ezra and 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 it took Ezra and Kanan together to force push him back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but then yeah. then you've got a Padawan being trained by someone who never finished his training. Uh, so that's 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 another thing. But I mean, it took them both still to push Vader back, and even at that point, with all the stuff falling on him, Vader still got up after it and walked out the flames. Yeah, he still like managed to do like a clutch save and do a force push. Yeah. Just as everything was crashing down on him. Yeah. Oh, man. And then, obviously, we have to talk about the part. You see a shot of the ship. Uh, is it in the ghost Ahsoka is? Where she feels the presence, obviously, of Vader. And she realizes that Anakin isn't dead. And she actually realizes who Anakin is now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They both recognize almost simultaneously. Except 
again, Vader senses her yep. and recognizes that's, that's his pupil, his Padawan. And then, um, but it took Ezra and, not Ezra, um, ah, oh, what's her name? Ahsoka. You said it. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. And um, I was going to get her name wrong. Ahsoka and um, Kanan together, honing their force together to sense him out. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, Ezra don't, Ezra and the Kanan don't know. I, I, I guess they never met Anakin. Their paths never crossed. I, I, I guess. No, no, and, they didn't. Uh, because Anakin would have been Darth Vader by the time. Uh, yeah, because Ezra was born the same day as Luke and Leia. So uh, Darth Vader uh, was who Anakin was the day Ezra was born, and obviously Kanan knew who Anakin was. He must have at some point, but obviously I don't think he knows that Anakin is Darth Vader now because. Yeah, uh, it hasn't dawned upon him yet. No, because he he wasn't sure who he was. And obviously, Kanan was a, a Jedi Padawan for a very short time, but he would have known Anakin, yeah. and he would have known it was Anakin that killed all the younglings, so... Oh, that's true, yeah. <clears throat> so, but he also... But they both felt the cold. That's what it kept yeah. saying. I feel I feel cold. Yeah. I feel cold. Uh, something cold. Like, that's the darkness they were sensing. Like, that is imposing presence. I just love when they kept doing that. And as the closer they got to him, it's like, there's that cold again. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's coming. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was the sort of, um, yeah, you know, that's Darth Vader. But they weren't sure what it was. And obviously, as we know, Kanan hadn't used his Force powers for, like, quite a while. Um, but it was when Ahsoka realized who it was, and she just kind of had this look on her face. It was, it, it just sent chills. It was unreal. And... I don't know if she'll tell them because did she tell them by the end of this episode? It's been a few months since I've seen it. I don't did think she. she I don't think she told them it was no. Anakin. No. No, because I, I, I <clears throat> like she had that. There was a moment where um, that Hera and and the gang reunited with uh, Ezra, um, and 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 um, that we're already in that one transport, and uh, Hera made some kind of joke. And Ahsoka turned around and, 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 and kind of smiled, but then they, she turned back around so they couldn't see her face. She had that look on her face like, oh, man, we're screwed. Yeah. You know, so she's probably not going to tell them so they don't worry. Yeah. That is... They're already, you know, kind of doubting themselves. Well, mainly, it's mainly Kanan that's kind of like, we can't win this battle. Let's just run. Let's just be, you know, let's just be rebels and, and hide and. Yeah, no, and he, he yeah he wasn't wanting anything to do with the soldiers as he put it, and like where yeah. it's more Hera that's wanting to be part of the bigger cause. Yeah. Now, do you think part of me feels like they're trying to make you think that maybe it's ego, like he doesn't want to take orders from anyone else? Well, I think it's part of that, but I also think it's part fear because of the Clone Wars, which happened obviously yeah. after. After I think it's the whole the, the memories of the bad times for him that he he's more comfortable with the the scum and villainy of the universe, if you will, rather than um, dealing with another war. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely more that, but they make they make they lead you to believe that. You know, it's like, oh, he's he has to be the lead. He has to be in the forefront. But it's not that. I think he's it's more that selflessness in him. He's, he's that noble desire in him. And I don't think he sees this war as no as a noble thing. He rather just you know steal from the rich and bring to the poor kind of thing. Yeah. But by the way, uh, Phil Lamar has done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's done Drawn Together. He's done Batman, car- the Batman cartoons. He's done a bunch. He did Clone Wars. He was he did the voice a lot multiple characters on Clone Wars. He's been around. Yeah. <laughs> good lord he's got a bit of a resume even x-men stuff so i just thought i'd share that so yeah he's got a very recognizable voice if you really listen 
Yeah, I, I do like him. I, I did like Billy D. Williams as Lando when he was there. He was Billy D. It's recognisable, but you can tell he's older than he obviously is, but you can hear it in his voice that he's older than he was when he played him in uh, Empire. It, it, you know, I also feel like they made Lando extra sassy. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him being that sassy before. No, he was almost um, to the point of... Um, Sulu sassy. I almost expect him to be like, hello, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 great. And the way that he was chatting up Hera and she was having none of it, I, I, I liked it all. Um, no, yeah, and she tried to, like, bargain with him, and she's like, uh, so he's, so what do you got to trade? Because they needed, uh, did we get to that part yet? Am I jumping ahead? No, no, no. No, no. So they want to try to escape the planet. Uh, you know, they, they figure there's going to be a, an Imperial blockade. So they need a, you know, they figure they need to hit up a smuggler, and one of the suggestions even hinted upon, she's like, "No, not him," and they contact Lando, and then you know he's so he's like, "Well, I'll help you out, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll smuggle you off the planet, but uh, what do you got to trade?" And then she's like, "Well, we got uh, military grade shield generators." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, how many?" And she goes. Oh, we got two. It's like, you are not a gambler, Hera. So if you say you got two, I bet you got like six. So I'm going to take half of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like. I, I do like it. Um, but we'll need to move off of uh, Star Wars Rebels and return to it uh, once the season begins. But like I said, for full reviews, uh, rebelscast.co.uk. Um, our next topic, what, is, what does it say under Rebels 2 Season 2 premiere, Yogi? Oh, uh, it's supposed to say spoilers, but this font is really janky, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spoilers, Darth Vader. Darth... Why did it put that? I may have mistyped that. <laughs> spoilers. No, it's the, no, it's the font. The font doesn't <laughs> like uh, it's spoilers. Darth Vader. You already mentioned spoilers. Awesome. So our next, yeah. our next topic has to be <laughs> moving swiftly that's, on. That's the, that's the official Star Wars font, and it doesn't like yeah. certain characters or a uh, case, apparently. It there you go. Now, yeah. that's so weird. I put a capital V, and it puts a R. Darth Vader. That's like Jap- the Japanese version. Oh, hello. That's racist. <laughs> yeah. There okay. we go. I fixed it. Good catch. So, um, The Force Awakens, Movies, Toys, and Force Friday. Force Friday was uh, Friday there. Friday the 4th. Uh, and uh, that's when they worldwide unleashed all the Star Wars movie toys. Well, most of them, I'll say, because I still can't get a hold of the Force FX lightsabers. Um, it could be because they're sold out, but I think they're releasing next year. Uh, they released the figure waves, the Black Series, the Lego toys. Basically, Unleashed the Hounds happened. And not, not where I stay, because uh, there's not many places here, but up in Glasgow in the Disney store down in London, John Baega and uh, what's her name, Daisy Ridley, she, uh, the both of them turned up for the queue waiting at midnight for the toys, which is pretty cool. Wow. So it was yeah. a, big, it was a big, uh, big thing. Yeah, it was a big thing. They'd done a worldwide unboxing for each of the figures from a different country when it hit midnight so like you had the unboxings of some of the 3.75 inch figures in one place and then they moved on and you had some of the models of the ships some of the lego stuff it was pretty awesome did you pick up anything in force friday yogi i i have to stay away from collectibles because as it is i got rid of a lot of stuff 
Yeah. Uh, to make room and and uh, generate some funds too, and not get screamed at by the wife. Yeah. But uh, amongst that, which is sad, and uh, this uh, the Force Friday thing reminds me of when Sega Saturn came out and they had uh, Saturn Day. Remember that whole thing, that whole yep. debacle. Yep, and I also was... I remember further back Sonic Tuesday, and it was the Tuesday Sonic Two came out. And, well, that that went well, but mm-hmm. Saturn Day was a debacle because they they released the Sega Saturn early and pissed off a bunch of retailers and distributors and the developers. That's when EA finally started falling out with Sega, and yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, I I, I, I had uh, a Sega Saturn with a bunch of. Limited distribute, uh, limited edition games like uh, Pass Dragoon Saga, Mint, yeah. uh, oh, Guardian that's, Heroes. That's worth a fortune now. Yep. <laughs> yep. <sighs> so I'm kicking myself. So now I think it just out of, yeah, I'm just gonna stay away from collectibles because if like something happens and one of the kids, you know, accidentally, I don't know, leaves a toy on the floor. Or, and the dogs get to it, I'll, I'll have a fit. So I'd rather not put myself in that position. <laughs> I well, want to, though. I'm, I want to so bad. Have you have you checked out our friends at Uncanny Expros? No, I don't think I have. I'll send you a... Oh, you're not doing Facebook at all anymore, are you? No, no. Get me on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they have a Facebook group. And, and all they've been doing is sharing, like... Uh, that's, why, that's why I didn't send you an invite, because you're not on Facebook anymore. Mm. I was going to shoot you an invite. But uh, you would you you'd love the stuff in here because they're sharing a bunch of collectibles that they keep grabbing and seeing in stores. And Star Wars was part of that, and they were getting into it. I'm like, ah, I'm getting so jealous. Like, no, I must stop myself. <laughs> well, what did, what did you pick up though? Uh, well, we're going to talk about Disney Infinity after, but I've got the first wave of the Disney Infinity figures. Um, but the one th- I only really picked up one thing for Force Friday, and it was the one that I had my eye on for a while. It was the you know the Sphero RB88. Yes. <laughs> um, I had to order that. It just it looks amazing. These are the guys that made RB88 for the movie, and the cool thing is, I was watching an interview with one of the guys that works for them, and he said what had happened was uh, Disney took them on. I think they're owned by Disney Sphero, but um. He said that the Star Wars guys were looking at the Sphero, the original Sphero, and said, this is cool, can we show you some mock-ups and there's some pictures of RB-88? And they asked him, can you make that work? And that's what they've done. That was the RB-88 you've seen rolling out on uh, the Star Wars Force Celebration weekend. Um, yeah. They've actually made this available for people. Um, so what it is, is basically it's like a virtual pet almost. And yep. uh, It's insane the way it works. It's a ball with the magnets keep the head on. Um, and it works through your smartphone so you can control him and you can make him move about but you can put him in patrol mode where he'll go about bump into things he'll figure out your room almost like a Roomba um, yep. but this 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 is one of the nicest and best things I've seen Star Wars bring out I mean how many people in the 70s would have loved an R2 version of this you know and with, I, this, with the Spheros they actually level up in the apps you, get, you, you unlock different skills and tricks and yeah. the pets love these things yep so uh this one they've also said they're going to update the software with more things you can record your own hollow messages on it you know like r2 did for princess leia 
um, which is what? pretty cool. Yeah, so you use it. It's kind of like a cool AR trick where you record a video and you push play and RB88 will project it like a hollow message. Uh, and obviously there's more features going to be added to him as time goes on because there'll be some things that he won't be able to do because it might be spoilers towards The Force Awakens, um, right. which is tight lip. But this thing is insane. It's selling out pretty fast. Amazon's got none left here. I had to go and get it from Firebox. So I think I won't get it to probably next week now, but it looks amazing. It would probably go better. How much did with, that run you? I think over here it's 120. Uh, I think it's not that bad. 150 in America, 150 dollars. Yeah. But yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, for what you're That's getting. It's actually really good. Yeah. Because I have the I have the basic Sphero and and it's mm-hmm. great, but it doesn't do nearly as much as that. Yeah. How much is the basic Spheros? Oh, I don't remember what they're running for anymore. It's, it's I, I want to say it's in like, it's depending on what model you get, it's like sixty to a hundred dollar price range. Oh. So it's not too not too bad for an RB88. Like it's pretty cool. I've got the app already in my phone. And the cool thing was, uh, the Sphero sent me an email saying uh, after I purchased it, saying this was the droid I was looking for, which is pretty, <laughs> quite a neat touch. Um, I'm looking forward to getting it and just seeing it running about. Um, I don't know how long I'll be allowed it running about constantly in this house before uh, the wife to be gets annoyed with it and kicks it in the air. But I think she'll think it's pretty cute as well. So. Um, they, 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 it's really fun, dude. Yeah. You, you, wait, do you have any pets? Uh, we, uh, we do. Her mum's got a pet. Um, uh, up at her, she's got a Scotty dog, and it'll be fun to see it with that. But I think it would scare her mum's dog more than anything because this is the sort of dog that uh, it barks too much, and I barked back at it one day, and it ran away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I'll like it. And my mum's got a cat. Uh, I, I used to have a dog, I don't anymore, and Tasha used to have a dog too, um, but we're more thinking about the other sort of pets soon, because we're getting married, the, the children pets, so... Ah, yes. Yeah. Those are fun, those are fun. Yeah, they will be, they'll be more fun. Um, but yes... Especially when you can teach them to, to cook and clean, then they're really good. See if I can get them cooking, cleaning up after us, and just doing the dishes and stuff, then it'll be worth the money we end up spending on them. But like having having your own like personal midget cleaning crew. <laughs> there you go. That's what we did it for. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, on Force Friday, like I said, I got Disney Infinity. Like I'd been waiting a while to before I pulled the trigger on this. Um, they had the Marvel set. They had the Marvel set out before, which uh, obviously I'm a Marvel fan, but it just wasn't for me. This is Disney Infinity. This is like the third edition, the 3.0, right? Yes, 3.0. And like, you know me, you know me in Star Wars, Yogi. And when it came to that, I just, I couldn't not pull the trigger. And there's a very good reason for that that I'll get to in a minute. Um, But Disney Infinity 3 as well also had the best reviews. Uh, You had Ninja Theory from Devil May Cry doing the combat. You had Sumo Digital from Sonic Racing doing the racing in it. And it shows. Um, The figures, I got, yeah, I got the special edition, right? Um, so I got the standard uh, Twilight of the Empire. Yeah, Twilight of the Empire, which comes with Ahsoka, Anakin, and your disc. And I also got the Rise Against the... What was it? Twilight of the Rebellion? I cannot remember the names of these. But anyway, I got the other set, which has Luke, Leia, and the Death Star play piece. And that came with Boba Fett, which isn't released anywhere else yet. So that's awesome. Um, and also in Wave 1, I've got... Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, obviously, Yoda, Ezra, Kanan, Sabine, and Zeb. Um, 
now obviously I've got like quite a big Star Wars collection as it is, uh, and I've got the entire Rebel. Well, Hera's on her way; still hasn't arrived. I'm really disappointed with Disney and their availability and the characters. Like I know there's a big thing going on about females need more of the limelight, but it's not even that. Sabine's getting plenty of the limelight. Hera is just she's not even in Disney Infinity. When I put the game in, it actually came up saying link to a Disney account, so I signed up because I didn't have one, and it said this is the only way to get Hera in the toy box. Oh, I was so mad. It's really weird. Hera's a very a really yeah. good character. Yeah, it makes no sense because they've got Kanan, Sabine, Ezra, and Zeb. I, I mean, you know, it's just I can understand Chopper because they've not got any other droids, but I mean, not having Hera. So, uh, with my three point seven five, the mission series Star Wars figures that I've got, I've got the Kanan, Ezra, and Obi Wan Force Ghost pack, the first one that came out. I've got Chopper, the Inquisitor. Um, Sabine and Stormtrooper and Zeb and Stormtrooper over here it is almost impossible to get Hera and I had to actually go to it was the American Amazon I had to use to order Hera over here that's it's unrealistic <clears throat> to expect people just to collect four out of the five and like I know Disney view it as the princess line is all for the girls and Star Wars is for the boys, but I mean they've got to understand that our collectors and young boys might end up turning around saying why can't I buy Hera? So it's kind of disappointing that Disney have done that, and I hope that they rectify that by giving Hera some more um, coverage and more figures and stuff because it it almost looks ridiculous the fact that I've got the Ghost Crew obviously minus Chopper, but without Hera, you know. I don't know if mm, you've noticed that in store shelves, but. Over here, it's almost impossible. Um, but yeah, back to the Mission Series figures. The look of them is almost in line with your normal Star Wars figures, like your um, <clears throat> Star Wars vintage ones or whatnot. Uh, however, the cool thing about Disney Infinity is because it's such a close look to Star Wars Rebels, they're almost so accurate, the figures. Um, so they actually look better than their, their um, quote-unquote collectible counterparts, if you know what I mean. So I've got Ezra sitting here looking more like he does in Rebels than his action figure does. So they're going to look good. Like the way that I wasn't going to get them. And then I thought even once I do finish the game, there's still the Force Awakens set coming out. And obviously whatever next year's one brings and there's the Marvel one that you can get. But I'm only collecting the Star Wars ones um, because they'll go in my collection. But these figures will look good. In a, I'll say they look good in a shelf just the way they are, even without the game. Um, the the way that they've redone, they've gave Leia, uh, Ahsoka, and Luke, uh, the way they've modelled them, looks almost as if they've just walked out of a Rebels episode, which is very promising that they might end up appearing at some point. I highly doubt it, but you could see like them <laughs> in, a, in a background shot or something, you know. Technically, we did have... We, we did have Luke Starkiller, uh, the original design for Luke Skywalker in the first episode of Rebels, if you remember, walking through the marketplace from George Lucas' drafts. So, you never know. But anyway, uh, on to Infinity. Uh, I was playing through it uh, on Extreme because obviously easy, I could have finished the entire game in a day because it's designed for children. But with Extreme, <laughs> they've actually, I, I actually died quite a lot in it. I died several times in a mission rescuing Jar Jar Binks, okay? So I wasn't happy about that, even more so the fact that of who I was rescuing. Um, I was playing through it and these, I don't I don't know who it was, it was just like uh, gangsters were coming up trying to ca- kill Jar Jar and I felt like stepping aside going, just, just do it, you know? I didn't, Aww, I, poor Jar Jar. I didn't want him as much, but Samuel Jackson... 
Um, sorry, Nick Fury. Sorry, what uh, Mace Windu? <laughs> I'm just joking. Mace Windu <laughs> had sent me on a messy uh, a mission to bring Jar Jar to the Jedi Temple, which wasn't too far away. But for people that are gamers like myself, there are um, there, there's elements to it. There's the RPG leveling up, obviously, of every figure, and the cap I believe is twenty. The highest I've got is sixteen with Obi Wan. Um, they do feel stronger as you progress, and the cool thing with like the Rebels figures is um, on the skill trees, Ezra's force powers are higher up so it takes them longer to be to be get the force powers as it would in the series uh and the other cool right. thing is they're also based on their season two looks like kanan's got his design on his uh, armor on his right arm and sabine looks slightly older and ezra's got his scars from when he was fighting the inquisitor Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so all these figures look really good. They do. They will be going on my Star Wars shelf once I've finished up the games, but obviously the Force Awakens set arrives in... Uh, I, I'd imagine it's going to be December because the Luke and Leia set isn't out till October, which came in my special edition. Um, and with that, when it arrives, you're getting Darth Maul, Vader, Han and Chewie. So those are the only ones that I don't have outside the Force Awakens. Um, they are releasing versions of, I'm sure it's Kanan, Obi-Wan, I want to say Anakin and Vader as like light up characters. So when you put them on their base, their lightsabers light up a bit like the crystal ones they've done before. Yeah. And, uh, so, so just real quick, the, like when you talk about the figures and not game pieces, but like as actual collectibles, how do you think they compare the Disney Infinity figures versus the um, Amiibos or the oh. Skylanders. Okay, well, Disney Amiibo, uh, Disney Amiibos, <laughs> uh, Nintendo Amiibos. I can tell you about. Um, I had Amiibos for the Wii U for about three days. Mario, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, and Link. Oh, they're useless. Absolutely useless. They are more or less <laughs> like literally you put them on and it's not like you can even play as it doesn't feel like you're playing as them in the game, you know, it just unlocks a hat for your character. Whereas put it this is how I describe this game. It's it, even more so than Skylanders because Skylanders are like made up and they're becoming ridiculous now. It's like Pokemon. There's too many of them, you know. Um <laughs> This is characters, it's like you know the film Toy Story? Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Imagine that with Star Wars. You can get Luke Skywalker in the shop, come home, put him on the wee statue, uh, on the wee base, and he appears in your game. And you can use that figure, and that figure levels up, and you feel like you're playing as your toy, more or less. You know? So uh, the enjoyment out of it, like, the first night I got it, I believe I turned around and said to Tasha, I don't even care that I'm 30 years old now. This is just giving me so much enjoyment just now. Um, So... The fact that like it literally brings me back to almost my childhood, even though even as a child I was kind of sad and kept most of my Star Wars toys boxed, you know. So this is maybe like thirty years worth of me catching up to actually playing with toys outside the box. Um, not that these are just basically statues that uh, that sit down, but the fact that you have each one of them's got their own stats and things, and you can customize the skill trees and whatnot. It's Compared to even Skylanders, because it's Star Wars, it's ten times better than Skylanders. You know, like, every character in the Star Wars one can be used in every playset. So it's not like Skylanders where you get so far and it's like, no, you need to go out and buy a fire guy, you know? Uh, Each character in this has got different abilities and feels different, but, like, you can even play... Luke Skywalker uh, alongside Anakin Skywalker during the Clone Wars in this game. 
but the build the build quality itself it seems like they're they're more there's much more detail and, and uh, quality. Like there. see, especially the Sabine figure I'm looking at now. I read an interview saying it's one of the most expensive figures that they actually produce because she's got like several different paint apps. Like she's got a pur- purple shoulder which has got one of our designs on it. She's got the Rebel logo. She's got I think it's a spray can in her hand. It's supposed to be, uh, and on underneath her foot she's got a stormtrooper helmet which she's got the pink Rebel Alliance insignia. So the detail on on each figure is unrealistic. Like Boba Fett's got like his bullet hole, which is actually a dent in the figure's helmet. He's got his jetpack, which is fully painted. He's got his Mandalorian symbol. He's got his like blaster rifle. It's the detail on the figures is quite impressive for what they are. Whereas Skylanders, some of them, it's literally just um a, a round ball of fire with eyes. <laughs> yeah, some of them are pretty cute. I, I mean, I, admittedly. The kids got me into Skylanders, and I almost got sucked into that trap because I was getting interested in it. Yeah. But uh, it got to the point where I would go to the store and be like, oh, they got a sale in Toys R Us. We could get some really cheap. And I started going through all piles and piles and shelves and shelves trying to find the ones that were rare or yeah. the ones that had like uh, – like with Skylanders, if you get ones that are off colors – yeah. You know, that don't it's match bit, the rest. Those yeah. are rare. It's a bit like uh, the, I had Molten Hot Dog, uh, I, I, just to sell on eBay, because as they here done a special, they're owned by Walmart. So they had Molten Hot Dog, but I mean, Disney don't really do it that way. Uh, there is limited edition ones, like the, the crystal figures of like uh, Sorcerer Mickey. And like, like I told you, they're having like some of the figures of these, they're, when you put them in the base, the lightsaber actually lights up. Uh, Kanan look anakin invader as far as i know obi-wan invader sorry so that's pretty cool plus it's just sad but some nights like i just like put different figures on like just now i've got obi-wan kenobi on top of a mace windu disc and anakin next to him but they're facing each other and it's just because of that part in the movie where he says i've got the high ground anakin no <laughs> <laughs> i like it man yeah. oh it's so tempting because I, I i tell you when i see the gameplay videos yeah. and i see the commercials i'm like it's tempting. Yeah. It's very tempting. Yeah, I was thinking about the Marvel one because Andy obviously picked up the Marvel one and he really enjoyed that, but it, the game itself wasn't meant to be too great, um, which kind of put me off, whereas this one, the game was getting good reviews, so I was like, oh, it's about time. And the figures, I absolutely love the figures. The fact that, like, Zeb, they've done it very clever. He's a bigger figure and he's heavier, but they've gave him, like, a bent knee pose so that even though he's bigger and more imposing, uh, he's still just above the height. But the Yoda figure is almost like up to Luke Skywalker's knee, so they've done a good size and scale in them as well, which is awesome, you know. Um, Yoda's one of my least favourite, but he's more an acrobatic character like Ahsoka in this game. Uh, Kanan's okay, like you've got like Kanan and Ezra, they've got their blasters obviously, and the cool thing is like when you shoot, the blade disappears and Ezra shoots like in the show. Um, Sabine's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, Sabine's blasters. It's obviously it looks like Boba Fett's bla- uh, twin blasters. Um, Luke's got a blaster and a thing. But the cool thing is, each character feels completely different. Like Obi Wan Kenobi feels like he's more graceful when he's fighting with his saber, whereas when you go Anakin, he feels stronger, like as if he's going for like powerful attacks. And when you put on the likes of Luke and Kanan or Ezra after you've played as the likes of Obi Wan or Anakin, they don't feel as strong. Like when you're doing the lightsaber attacks, you know, it's pretty, they've done a pretty good job. And the likes of uh, Zeb's dodge move, he goes on to all fours like he would in the, the program. Dude, that's awesome. Hold on one second, I got something going off in the background. <laughs> yeah, so they've done a really good job of it overall. 
I can't, there's not one complaint about it. Like I was saying before, um, the before the feed went down, before your internet um, decided. <laughs> uh, right, great ISP. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 5 sitting here, as is Until Dawn, and Gears of War Ultimate Edition, and the game that I play most nights, because it's just, it relaxes me more, because I don't need to think about it too much, and I have fun with it. And it's basically the gameplay when you're playing a lightsaber characters like Devil May Cry for kids, like because you can actually hit them up in the air and juggle them with like your blaster, or uh, you can jump up in the air. So it's kind of cool the way they've actually implemented the sort of game engine almost from Devil May Cry into the lightsaber combat. That's crazy, man, and I yeah. love that gameplay. See, that's that's important for me. Like, I want a game, you know. As you'll soon learn yourself when you, you start growing your family. Well, you're already experiencing it. You know, you have your yep. wife and then you have kids. Yep. You know, when you, when I game, I want something. The, the most important thing is usually something I can pick up and play and just enjoy it equally whether I play for a few minutes or a few hours. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, the likes, of, the, the likes of this games when you that play you love, with your kids, though, you know? Yeah, that that's that's true too. Like something you could enjoy with everybody. Like uh, we love like the trivia games, like the you don't know Jack type stuff. We love that kind of stuff, like the party games. Those are really fun. Oh, I know that game. Co-op. Yeah, yeah I know that game. But yeah, no, this this sounds really good. And the the, the figures themselves, do they have a nice like weight to them? Cause that's um, to me well, that's a good mark. See, the thing is, Zeb is heavy, but you'd expect them to be. Whereas the likes of Ezra's a bit lighter, so they're about what you would imagine them to be. They're not like solid, like they're not heavy for a kid to pick up. But Zeb's get more right, right, weight. Right. But Zeb's get more weight to them than uh, Obi Wan says. Hello, Obi. Um, Luke and Ahsoka are slightly, they're about the same because this is Luke from A New Hope. Uh, and Leia is very slimline. She almost, she's got like a James Bond pose in this. She's holding her gun like James Bond and her, her figure's pretty cool. She's got the buns and she's wearing the white from A New Hope. But the figures, they're all pretty good figures. Like they will look good posed. The, the one downfall, like I said, is that Hera's not available. So the rebels kind of look... It's a bit annoying, the fact that they're all going to have to stand by themselves without the, the leader of their ship. So that's why I'm hoping they don't kill it off. That's so weird. Yeah. That that, that boggles my mind. But the one more thing, with the Disney Infinity, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're playing through like a campaign, but there's a multi, like a persistent multiplayer yeah. like online world, there's, right? There's a lot more than this. Like the no, Taking away the Star Wars levels, you've got your own virtual toy box, right? Which is an open world, so you've got the racing section, which has been done by the guys that done the Sonic All-Stars racing, and it feels oh, like that awesome. game. So you've got the pod racing there. You've got, like, you can get in um, X-Wings and fly about your toy box. But also, because it is like designed like a child's toy box sometimes from the sort of weaponry or fighting area the red area you'll have guys coming out from say star command buzz Lightyear fighting you you'll have guys from disney movies trying to like kick about the citizens of your town um you've also got the forest moon of endor you can go up and throw ewoks to your heart's content you've got the <laughs> yeah you've got flynn's arcade from tron because tron figures are available for this um and you oh go in, my god stop yeah you go in flynn's You're arcade me. and that's what links you to players around the world so you can play with other people wait in can toys. you actually play the video the video game like the corn op machines in flynn's arcade yeah you can go in and play them and that's what links you to other players Oh my god, stop! <laughs> so then you've got that, you've got the Toy Box TV, which tells you, and then on the other side, you've got the My Interior and the Design Your Own Toy Box mode, which is 
basically Minecraft. Like, you can go in and build your toy box from scratch. Like, at the moment, I've got a black space-styled sky, uh, and if you look off the edge of my toy box, it's the Death Star, and there's X-Wings flying about and things like that. It's 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 just a fantastic game with so much going on outside of the level packs. It's unreal. I also got the Toy Box Takeover expansion, which is, um, what's the guy's name? The bad guy from The Incredibles. Uh, the bagger from Incredible. Oh, gosh. What was the... I can't remember his name. Incredible Boy. Well, he used to be called Incredible yeah, Boy. Yeah, But then he changed his name. I forgot. But oh. he comes into it and he does something bad to the toy box, right? Now, the cool thing with this mode is you can... In the toy box, you can use, like, Marvel figures, the likes of them as well, because it's got the Marvel Hollow Heroes, the Galactic Hollow Heroes, and that's the cool thing is, right, you go into the Galactic Hollow Heroes, right, and it's like, you know, the medal-given ceremony at the end of A New Hope, all you can do is... Yeah. You're walking... iconic music. Yeah, you're walking down, like, miniature, almost, pets, right? There's, like, knee-high to your character, rebel pilots all saluting you, and you walk up, and if you own look Leia, Han and Chewie and go up there, holograms appear as if they would in the movie, you know so all these things are pretty cool and you, you've also got your sidekicks in this one, okay, so your sidekick like I've got a mini um, uh, mini Chewbacca Right, and he comes with me in toy box adventures. So if I'm fighting against, oh, like a like a like a pet battle and like yeah. MMO, yeah, almost like that. Oh, so, way. so then um, I, I discovered last night. It kept saying you haven't finished the tutorial, and I went back into the sidekick tutorial, and it's got this whole almost farming simulation game where you go in and buy plots of land, you send out your sidekicks, which I've got like a mini ad, mini Admiral Akbar plowing a field to grow tomatoes for himself to eat, you know, and then. Um, you send out all the guys like uh, I had I had like Zabrax, I had all the Star Wars guys, but then I've also got Darkwing Duck running next to Kanan, you know. And one of the first, oh my god! One of the first things I said to Andy with a screenshot was, um, "Which game could you have Darkwing Duck next to Kanan Jarrus talking to Timon and Pumbaa and Pride Rock?" <laughs> Dude. You know, it's just one of those things where even at the age of 30 with no kids to use that as my justification, I come home and almost relive my childhood most nights. <laughs> yeah, no, I love all of those things. I mean, DuckTales and yeah. uh, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. I'm yeah. still a big kid when it comes to that stuff. It gets yeah. me all giddy. Yeah, and you can make, like I said, you can make your own thing. So playing the levels actually unlocks, like, say, Coruscant Citizens. Like, I've just done a mission in Tatooine where I had a rematch in a pod racer against the Bulba, And I unlocked Anakin's Garage from, you know, Wattle's shop. So I can use that in my hub world um, for customization when I'm building my own toy box. So the amount of content you actually get in this game is actually very high and like i said if you're an adult gamer i would turn the combat up to extreme just to give yourself a challenge um it's not as complicated as some of devil may cries but i mean some of it is like the juggling you can like do you can keep them up in the air and yeah it's just an all-round fantastic game um i hope i hope you know that uh i'm looking it up right now yes cw cw ninja i am looking i am tempted to buy i'm looking up the xbox one version (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and uh, the starter pack for Xbox One has two Star Wars figures, Ahsoka and Anakin. It's got the Twilight of the Republic yeah. playset piece, a web code card, yeah, that's the a- base to put the figures on, and the video game, of course. Yeah. And it unlocks playset and toy box modes. 
So there's other mods you have to pay, uh, pay to unlock? Well, no, you don't pay to unlock them. What you do is, like, if you wanted the one... Uh, basically, what you're buying there is the set of levels in the toy box, right? And your set of levels are set during the Clone Wars, right? Toy box is only limited by yourself. You can play in that forever. Um, if you want to play in the original trilogy, when Luke and Leia come out, you need to buy Luke and Leia. You know, and then they'll unlock the older levels. And then when Finn and Ray come out, oh. you need to buy them to get the Force Awakened. So it works like that. I see. So the content is unlocked by the figures. The figures. Well, the place. No. Okay, and but there's no other like microtransactions. No, no microtransactions. No, nothing like Thank that. Thank God. No. I hate that. Yeah, there's nothing like that. There's there's actually a load of free user-generated content. Some of it was made by the Disney team at the Toy Box Summit, so I've been downloading levels that... There's, like, <laughs> there's levels by the Disney team for, like, Hoth, Endor, you know? You still want to say it in the chat. They say we sound like we're advertising for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, we're sponsored by Disney. Bling. I'm just getting it out just now before 42 level 1 tomorrow night because if I talk about it one more night, I think Andy's going to lose it, you know? Um, and this is the perfect forum, Star Wars Rebels Cash UK. So, yeah, it's actually well, an amazing I totally, I can see why you're passionate about it. And I, know, I can tell why you get go off on it because yeah. it, it's, it's, I've always loved the concept. Like, on one side, you can say, oh, it's a cash grab because you get a video game, then there's figures you have to collect, and then you get to, to. got to catch them all. But you don't have to, right? You don't have to. But people feel like they're compelled to, and it's they fall into a trap. It's like magic, you know, or any deck building game. Like you start collecting the cards, and then you want to build stronger decks, so you want to get the rare version of the card, the foil, blah blah blah, and it gets really expensive. Yeah. So people get mad, they get bitter because they say, "Oh, it's a cash grab." But if it's actual fun to be had, oh, yeah. what's wrong with it? No, nothing. Like, and it's it, stuff that you love. Yeah, exactly, and it even lets you unlock things like I was doing a toy box mission. This is one that's included with the the, the normal game before you buy like Twilight of the Public Rent and just the Disney thing, where I was fighting Venom symbiotes as Luke Skywalker down a street. <laughs> you know, so it's just it's literally like you know when you're a kid and I had maybe the Undertaker from the WWF fighting against the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's yep. that sort of idea, and it works perfectly. Who would have thought? years ago that we'd see you know um iron man having tea with uh anakin and uh darkwing duck yeah. i mean well, and this you could, these... in this game yogi you could literally if you buy this the spider-man figure put him on your base and you can equip him with a lightsaber <laughs> that's crazy they yeah. uh the toy box mode to me sounds really cool like if you want to do like the sandbox stuff yeah and just fool around and, and relax ah mm-hmm. oh, man it, it, the more people talk about this like, so it's like i might have to get this and star wars battlefront well <laughs> battlefront's a must i gotta get yeah. jump on that everybody's talking about that yeah. but this looks like disney infinity looks like something that you just want to like, just it, chill you know the biggest the biggest thing is i thought if i hate this game at least i'll have some cool figures but the fact yeah. that I love this game makes it even more worthwhile. Like, I come home every night, and I've got my model sitting right in front of me behind my microphone, and I might come home and go, yeah, I want to put Zeb on and muck about with him for a while, and I'll put Zeb on, and he'll appear in my TV, and I can control him. I can go and shoot Mickey Mouse in the head, you know? Just things like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's absolutely... for years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was the first thing I'd done. Like, and then... How much- how much do the figures run for individually? Over here, they're about 12 quid. They're, they're 12 pounds, which isn't a lot of money. That's like, they'll go down to a tenner. And like, 
if you can hold off and wait, like Venom and the likes of them are nine pound fifty in the shop. So I don't know how much they're they are. Like ten to fifteen dollars out here. Yeah, which isn't bad to be honest. I mean, especially you don't need to buy them all. Like I, I'm not a big Zeb fan. Being honest, I'm not a big Ahsoka fan. I like her, but, like, the likes of Kanan and stuff, I bought because, like, I will have them. But the reason I bought the rest is because it's so damn fun to play as these different characters. And we better get off this in case CCW Ninja decides that we are working for Disney at the moment. Um, <laughs> so we'll move off. To- hey, if you have an Amazon link or something, you know, you must pimp that out. So buy <laughs> there it. is if you uh, go to 42level1.com and buy it from there. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, do that, dude. Yeah. I- we're all about self-promotion, help each other, helping each other out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, why not? If you're, if you're recommending all this stuff, you might as well get a little oh, cash for it. <laughs> so, yeah. But it doesn't take away the fact that you do really love it. I, I, I know you're really into it. Oh, it's, 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 it's almost undescribable to, to have a game that is like this and it being an actual decent game. Like, I, I'm a big Devil May Cry, Bayonetta 2 fan, and the fact that this game feels similar, it's not as complex, but it's you can tell where it got its bearings from, you know. Um, but yeah, like I said, I need to finish up and I also need to move off of this onto Aftermath, which will be our last section, guys. Sorry about that, but we've been back and we've gave you... A, a decent-ish episode. You got anime banter. You got Yogi and me struggling to remember episodes of Rebels that we hadn't seen for months. <laughs> what more can you ask for? Professional professionalism. <laughs> so, oh, and yeah. by the way, the the figures out here are thirteen ninety six, so about fourteen bucks. That's not too bad. That's 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 actually cheaper here with the exchange rate. Yeah, it, it seems like it. Yeah. All right. So tell us about Aftermath. This is uh, one of the latest books. Is, yeah. is this is this from uh, Mr. Miller? No, Chuck Wendig done this one. Uh, okay. And this one just got released. It's actually over here. It's not not out yet. It's out in America. It came out before Friday, but here it is out. I think it's next week it's out over here and I'm halfway through the book already. That's how good it is. This is the first canon book set after Jedi, which obviously a lot of people had issues with because of the Hand of Thrawn trilogy and uh, all the good stuff that happened, like uh, looking Leia's uh, Leia's kids. That would be weird. Uh, Han and Leia's (laughs) kids. But yeah, look at a kid also. And um, this one is, this is the full retcon coming in place. This is, well, not retcon. They just done away with it expanded universe as we know uh this is yeah. ca- this is canon and this takes place after jedi and like i said we it focuses on um singer and jazz jazz is the bounty hunter and singer is the uh, he was he worked for the imperials he was in the battle of endor he has killed one of the rebels and then he stole the uniform and kind of faded away from the empire and he's kind of living almost like kanan was in this book i don't want to give too many spoilers away obviously um jas has been given a task uh, by the rebels to take out a high profile uh, uh target who is basically as we all can see from the force Awakens, i don't want to spoil this but in the force awakens we can see that the rebellion the the rebellion the empire is still clinging on just because they cut off the head of it darth vader and palpatine doesn't mean that everybody stopped and went oh well back to business we'll just join the rebels no there's still (laughs) there's still splinter cells there's still various other groups there's rogues there's cultists there's elitists there's people who believe that the empire was still gone there's the grand moths obviously still not Tarkin because he died in the Death Star, the first Death Star, but um, it's it's cool to see this universe again. There's not been too many appearances apart from Akbar and Mon Mothma uh, out of the other, uh, out of our uh, main heroes. Uh, 
it's cool to see Ray Sloan actually, who was a character introduced in John Jackson Miller's book, uh, A New Dawn. She's uh, the main sort of we'll call her bad guy because she is she believes in the Empire's ways. She's that's that's her line of thinking. Um, it's also got an ex, I think it's a B-wing pilot she was from the second Death Star. So it's it's all tie-ins, you know, to what we've seen. It's not forwarded the universe too much apart from the fact that you can see that the universe is still in a state of, okay, so what happens now? You know, like people did kind of riot after um, the Death Star got brought down, Palpatine get killed and Vader get killed. The universe is very much in a state of... They're unsure of what's going to happen next. Who's going to step up? Mon Mothma's trying to bring back the Senate, you know, and she's trying to be the figurehead for it, but it's becoming difficult because there's still uh, the spies, there's still Imperials going about, there's still Imperials pretending that they're on the rebel side. So it's a very confused universe at the moment. However, I would recommend to everybody to not only read this book, but read it and let us know exactly what you think on it. Um, I don't want to spoil too much um, because obviously it's not not, not over here in the UK um, and a lot of people might not have finished it, but so far this read is absolutely brilliant. I'm not going to advertise it, CCW Ninja, a bit like I did with uh, Disney Infinity, but um, it's close to the greatness that was uh, A New Dawn by John Jackson Miller. Um, So yes, uh, at that point, we have to finish up for the night, Yogi. So, um, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us in the chat. We had quite a few people here. Thanks, TC, for popping over. Uh, thanks, CCW Ninja and Obi and all the rest of you guys. It was great being here. I'm glad we're back. We're going to have another episode very, very soon for you. Uh, and, Yogi, if they, if they can't get you in Star Wars Rebels cast, where exactly can they find you, my good fellow? I'm uh, Yogi Zilla pretty much everywhere. Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, uh xbox live i'm pretty easy to stalk and i'm all you can also catch me if you like podcasts i'm on horseplay live and i do uh timey wimey tea time awesome awesome which i still need to join you for one day but um yep I, you sure do I mister to. i need my to. alarm for the show still says tweet ally call ally <laughs> i'm like okay we haven't done a single episode together yet you're one of the reasons i started this show man yeah i know we will get one done it's a bit like andy started shieldcast as well with me i was in the pilot episode of shieldcast but yes if you you like what you've heard here i will be in star wars rebels cast check out our website rebelscast.co.uk which is our blog where i'll be filling up the rest of the reviews uh, for the remaining episodes of season one of rebels you can get me at ali kenobi on twitter which has recently been changed to for this show's coming back and uh 42 level one you can get me there uh tuesday nights at half past nine over in all games it's a good show half past nine that's british time so i'm not quite sure on the time difference but if you ask tiger claw over there he's sure to tell you um but for tonight uh, 4 30 on the east coast and half one on the other side pacific Uh, Ah, yeah. Sounds about right. So we'll be there tomorrow night talking more video games and maybe more advertising for Disney Infinity. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) I've got to tune in now to see see what happens. (laughs) I'm going to troll you guys in the chat. (laughs) Okay, so yes, uh, thanks to everyone from myself and Yogi. Uh, Tune in next time. Stay tuned to our Twitter, RebelsCast UK, for updates on the next episode. I'm glad we're back. Yogi's glad we're back, and I hope you're glad we're back too. So, from myself and Yogi, may the force be with you. Thank you.